Welcome back to Beyond Well. I'm Sheila Hamilton, and especially during this time when so many people are coping with anxiety and depression, I think it's important that we know about all of the available tools to treat psychological struggle. Dr. Jonathan Horry is the co-founder and chief medical officer since 2006 with transcranial magnetic stimulation. He's passionate about the treatment of depression and patients. He now runs clinics called Active Recovery in the Portland area. Dr. Horry, so good to see you. How are you? Great to see you. Thank you for having me. I think it's remarkable that you're still seeing patients during this time, Dr. Horry. It really speaks to the passion that you have for helping people who are struggling. Yeah, we, uh, we've considered a lot of different things when deciding to stay open. Obviously, we don't want to put anyone at risk, but we also recognize that the risks of severe depression and anxiety are significant. Yeah. So we're yeah. trying to balance it, just like everyone else, right? Trying to yeah. balance the risks, and uh, and we think keeping our uh, centers open while maintaining social distancing and really making sure we're staying clean and keeping our hands off our faces, uh, we think it's it's doing a lot of good. And I, for the most part, our patients have been very grateful that we're oh, staying. I can only imagine not just to have somebody whose office door is open when you are in crisis but who also has the kind of treatment that you have available. So that's why we're here today is to talk right. about this new, it's, it's actually not a new therapy, is it? Right, that's true. It's not that new. It's been FDA cleared since 2008, uh, which is surprising for most people when I tell them that because it, it, it's new, especially in this area. Can you talk a little bit about your journey uh, as a psychiatrist coming to this very specific type of therapy and why you're so sold on it? Sure. Yeah, so I trained uh, in uh, New York City at Columbia University, and they did a lot of the early studies on TMS. And uh, so I was exposed to it just from that perspective. I didn't have a lot of TMS patients myself, but I knew quite a bit about it just from, from being around it. And then when I got out to Portland, I moved to Portland in 2013 and started a private practice. And like any psychiatrist with a private practice, a good percentage of your patients are not going to respond to medications and therapy. And so I started looking around Portland for who had, uh, who was doing TMS and unfortunately couldn't find anyone that was doing it. So um, I looked into it and after, to make a very long story short, I decided to start it myself uh, and we opened in 2000, January 2017. And how many clinics now do you have? We have three. We have three. Yeah. One in Portland, one in uh, Beaverton, so the Aranko Station area, and one out uh, in uh, in the Bridgeport. Okay, so I want to talk about the science behind transcranial magnetic stimulation. It's sure. around for 30 years and yet so many people haven't heard anything about it. Yeah, yeah, it started out as a way of mapping the brain. So trying to understand where particular areas of the brain, what they do and what they don't. And then people started to think, well, we know that there are particular areas of the brain that don't work as well uh, when people are depressed and started to wonder if we could stimulate those areas of the brain directly and very locally, could we get improvement in depression? And of course they found out, yes, actually you could. So that's what started it. But you're right. It's been 30 years since that got started. I think, you know, people hear uh, magnetic stimulation and they think this is going to the brain and causing shock or they might have right. or they might confuse it with um, the kind of shock therapy that patients used to have. Clear up that uh, confusion 
if you would. It's a completely yeah. different kind of way. Very different. So, right, electroconvulsive therapy, people might know that from one floor of the cuckoo's nest, things like that. Yeah. And that brings with it a lot of stigma, although it is an excellent treatment for depression. It, it does have significant side effects. And the biggest difference is that electroconvulsive therapy is a direct current. So that literally is you are getting shocked. That's the point of it. Right. And it's designed to cause a seizure. Um, transcranial magnetic stimulation couldn't be different in the sense that it's not a direct electrical current. It's uh, electromagnetism. The best way I think uh, for people to think about it is it's like an MRI. Uh, the only difference is that because the magnets are very close to your skull, you actually get stimulation of the brain as opposed to just taking a picture of it. So um, talk to me about why it's so helpful, uh, especially in uh, drug-resistant depression. Is it because you know exactly which part of the brain to stimulate? Right, exactly. So we're, we're stimulating a very particular part of the brain, uh, the dorsolateral prefrontal cortex, which is a very uh, complicated name for a very small portion of the brain that wow. we know is integral in connecting the emotional part of our brain with that planning executive function part of our brain, the frontal lobe. So that part of the brain we know from studies is doesn't function as well in depression. Yes. So what we're trying to do is basically wake it up and start to get it functioning as it should. And that should allow those communications between those two parts of the brain to start regulating and thus mood gets better. Yeah, what, what, you, what you just said about it controls executive function is exactly why people who are severely depressed can't do anything. Exactly they right. really find it overwhelming to even get out of bed and that part of that functioning piece of the brain needs to be sort of stimulated and awakened again. Yes. Now, in anxiety, it's the other side of the brain that is overactive. So That's can right. you also adjust for that? We can. Now, uh, for anxiety, you're right. There are certain parts of the brain that are overactive. That tends to be the right side. Yeah. And so the right-sided uh, dorsolateral prefrontal cortex, we usually target there. And instead of using a, a fast stimulation, which is what we use on the left, we use a slow stimulation. Wow. Now, I should... I should. Uh, I hasten to point out that is not FDA cleared. The left-sided fast treatment is the only one that's FDA cleared. But yeah. the research on the right side is is very solid, and it's used pretty regularly. And I, I'm hoping that it's it's uh, FDA approved very very quickly for both I hope because so too. anxiety can be just as debilitating and in a completely different type of way. We know that the left side uh, actually the left side of treatment does help with anxiety as well when it's tied to depression. Uh, yeah. A lot of people's anxiety comes with their depression. You're, at, you're right. For people that have a separate anxiety disorder, the right-sided treatment tends to be better. Just wanted to clarify that. Um, let's talk about the use of TMS for people with PTSD. Sure. Why is it so helpful? So, again, not an FDA-cleared indication uh, yet. I'm very hopeful that that will happen soon. But um, we know that PTSD has uh, aspects of both depression and anxiety, obviously. And by adjusting the same areas of the brain that we target in depression and anxiety, potentially in addition to others, of course, there's, a pre there's pretty good evidence that it helps with those pieces of PTSD. PTSD, because it's a complicated illness, requires a you know, multifactorial thing. So therapy is sort of integral for working with PTSD. But we know that VAs across the country uh, use, P use TMS regularly. But again, unfortunately, it's not FDA cleared yet. That should happen the next couple of years. I'm very hopeful it will because I've seen it help a large number of patients 
who come to me with depression and also have PTSD. Because we're talking uh, this interview and it's an audio thing, I would love for people to be able to see the example of how this works, but step us through what actually occurs when a patient comes in. Yeah, so when you come in for TMS, you're seated in a chair. It's sort of like a dentist chair, um, and you have a a, a small. It, it's a coil. It's it doesn't look like a coil, but it's a figure of eight uh, looking coil that is placed on the skull on the left side. And what you feel when we do the stimulation is a series of tapping uh, uh, feeling. It's it's essentially like. Um, someone came up behind you and, and tapped you on the top of the head, which would be weird, uh, to be fair. But, uh, but it's, I, I think people worry that it's going to be painful, like you said earlier. And, and really, for the vast majority of our patients, it's not. Uh, the dropout rate in trials of TMS was only 5%. And those trials were done usually at higher settings than we use now because we've refined it. But um, it's usually very tolerable. So it's really 20 minutes of someone sitting and getting their head tapped on at intervals. Um, if I'd been sitting here the whole time talking to you, it's kind of exactly, like that. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And if I thought that if I was suffering from intractable depression and even considering suicide, that's something that most people would be willing to put up with. That's what we find is I think people are, are you know, despite their fears, which is understandable, it's, you know, it's a strange thing to think about, but once they do it once, it's usually a a sense of real relief of like, oh, well, that wasn't bad at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's always nice to hear. So I want to talk about uh, how insurance companies deal with this. Is this a covered treatment? Absolutely. And that's the thing that I I want to get out to people mostly is that it, it absolutely is covered. Medicare, Medicaid, almost all commercial insurance companies cover it. We, of course, make sure that's the case when each of our patients calls, but it's very rare to have a patient's insurance that doesn't cover it. There are, of course, conditions under which they cover it. You have to have a diagnosis of major depression. You have to have tried some medications. But uh, as far as whether your insurance has that coverage available, it's almost certainly yes. What's been the outcome um, for the majority of your patients? Can you say it's effective in this many cases? Sure. Well, you know, I always like to say that if any place that does TMS starts telling you their numbers are significantly better than national trials, they've probably got something else to sell you. But uh, (laughs) so so the the national trials are, you know, 50 to 60% of people get a significant benefit and about a third go into full remission. And it's important to compare that to medications at the point at which most of our patients come to us. So most of our patients have tried three to four medications before they come to us. The chances that people are going to get better after three or four medications from depression is about 7%. That's based on a very large psychopharmacology trial. So that's significantly better, obviously, than, uh, than medications. Our data is roughly similar. About 80% of our patients get a 25% or better improvement. About 58 get a 50% or better improvement. And again, about a third have complete remission. So we're, we're pretty much in line, which, which makes sense. Uh, I'm um, glad that we're in line and not, and not lower. Yeah, I think, you know, to understand how debilitating depression is for most people, they have to understand that people would give anything for a 25% improvement. They'd Absolutely. give anything just to feel the motivation to be able to get up and get out of bed. So yeah, yeah. When people, when I tell people that four out of five of our patients get uh, a 25% or better improvement, people are always like, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take no 5%. What have been some of the, the most heart-rendering um, things that you've heard p- patients say? Well, it's funny. I just got an email on Friday from a patient who's at one of our uh, clinics who has been trying to 
get herself approved for TMS. Uh, her situation was very unique, but um, she got approved. And after two years, she's been through about 10 sessions. And she's had depression for 30 years, uh, multiple suicide attempts, really has affected her life completely. Wow. Um, and she said after, you know, after 10 sessions, I, I, I wouldn't say I feel fantastic, but I'm at least going outside, uh. um, which in the time of COVID is, uh, is something even more. She says, I'm staying away from people, but at least I want to go outside. And that's something wow. I haven't had for probably 20 years. I wouldn't say that's a super typical story. The more typical thing that we hear is people will say, I, I just feel lighter. And I think if you have depression, you know what that means. Yeah, the world on your shoulder kind of thing. Yeah. And the second, the other thing we hear is that I'm just more resilient. So, you know, TMS doesn't take away problems in your life, but people often will say, I just, it doesn't bother me as much and I feel like I can deal with it better. Yeah. So those are the two most common things. Is there anything that we haven't covered, Dr. Horry, that you want to cover that you think people should know? Well, the main thing, especially in this time, is I, I'm worried, and I think all of us in mental health are worried that people are going to kind of put their mental health on the on the back burner, yeah. right? And think, well, I can't go out, I can't get help. And, you know, a lot of psychiatrists and therapists are making themselves available online over teleconference. And then for TMS specifically, like, like you said, we're, we're open. So yeah. we want people, if, if, even if they just want to start the, the process of getting approved for it, it's better to start now and get it going. Don't, don't let your depression keep you from living just because the situation right now is particularly complicated. We can make it work. Dr. Jonathan Horry, thanks again for telling us about TMS. Um, and you're at Active Recovery. How do people find you? Yeah, so you can go to our website, activerecoverytms.com. Um, and that has a lot of information about depression. It has uh, our phone number on there, various contact information. That's probably the best place to go is to start there. Dr. Jonathan Horry, thanks again. You've been listening to Beyond Well. I'm Sheila Hamilton. Make it a great day. Mm-hmm.